Hey, what is going on, guys? This is DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the five-game Ivy main slate on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily content for daily fantasy sports, NFL, NBA slates. Also make videos for NBA Top Shot, NFL All Day, and for Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. Um, premium content, I do offer that on Patreon.com. Uh, NBA and NFL package, very in-depth content. If you want more information, it's down below. Uh, if you're unable to watch these videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. It's called the DK DFS Show. And the sponsor of this video, guys, is Roast Umber, coffee company located in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They're a small company. And we've been thinking about, we've been brainstorming some ideas. We've been thinking about uh, doing a giveaway. So let me know what you guys would think about, you know, possibly sponsoring, uh, you know, one or two people in like a $100 tournament. Uh, we've been floating around the idea of maybe doing some top shot giveaways as well, maybe even a month of Patreon. So let me know in the comment section down below if that's something that you would be interested in. Again, the Roast Umber guys are, um, they're, they're big. So we've been brainstorming ideas, but let me know uh, your thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to try it, uh, I'll Roast Umber. You can use my discount code DKDFS for 20% off your order. Again, my personal favorite is the Nitro Cold Brew if you guys are into the cold brews. Okay, so um, let's get into this five-game slate, the slate uh, tonight. So um, I stacked the Thunder, which worked out really, really well. And I was talking about this in Discord. I was like, I never thought I would say I'm going to stack the Thunder, and it worked. Um, but unfortunately, I had the Wizards. I had two members of the Wizards, uh, Kuzma and Dinwiddie. They had like 40 points through three quarters. I mean, basically every single game was a blowout tonight outside of the game that I had zero exposure to, which was the Knicks and the Lakers, and that went to overtime. So just like, okay, you know what, whatever. Like, just chalking this one up an L and moving on. Um, but yeah, guys, let's talk about the five game or so. Uh, Indiana and Cleveland is the first game here, and a lot of question marks for the Pacers. With Sabonis possibly coming back, Brogdon questionable, and Goga questionable. So if all those guys are out again, then we can look to Levert, who I finally faded last game after playing him for, like, I played him here, here, here. I think I played him here, too. I think it goes here, 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 uh, here, which was fine. Finally faded 60 bomb. Unbelievable. Again, that's just how DFS goes for me. Uh, but if all those guys are out, you can look to Levert. Now, it's not a good matchup at all. But, again, he is a guy that does have this type of uptight, right? He, he can go get you 50 plus. Now, if Goga Patase is out, we're most likely getting a Terry Taylor starting who played 38 minutes. So if he starts again, I'm going to like him. A uh, big front court here. So I would assume he'd have to play all the minutes he can handle. So Terry Taylor would be a good play still, even at the price point, if Goga and Sabonis are out. Now, if Goga and Sabonis are in, then I'm probably not going to pay 5.5K for Taylor, right? And then we have to keep buying the news to see if there's any limitations for any of these guys. So pretty hard team to break down as it stands right now. As far as the secondary plays go, like Duarte's 5K, he's kind of been taking a backseat to Vert, Holiday, Craig, those guys will see minutes, but they're low usage. So nothing super exciting here on the Pacers side. And again, we will monitor the news uh, with those three questionable players. On the Cleveland side, we have the status of Dearest Garland up in the air. He is questionable. If he cannot go, then we're going to see Brandon Goodwin start and become a fine option in the mid-range. He's not going to be as good of a value as he's been the last couple of slates, but he would still be viable. He's played 32 and 36 minutes over the last couple of games. Um, if Garland plays and there's no limitations, I actually think he's a pretty good play at 8.8. Uh, would play, you know, 35 to 38 minutes, good matchup, uh, and do all the ball handling. So I'm going to like Garland if he plays. 
Um, as far as the bigs go, Allen had the massive game. He had a 20-20 game in three quarters, finished with 29-22. and 22. Uh, now That was definitely an outlier performance. And a majority of the, the season, we've been seeing Jared Allen hovering like the 30 to 35 fantasy point range. So I think him and Mobley, more secondary options for me. Now, Kevin Love, again, his minutes have been kind of up and down recently, 19-33, then 29-26. and 26. But when they are there, like when he gets close to 30 minutes, he has a lot of upset. He's a really good point for a guy. So I do like Kevin Love for tournaments. Probably don't get to him in a cash game setting, though. And then we saw the Mets go way down in a guy like Chetty. Okoro's a low usage guy that should play around 30 minutes. Again, he's fine. He'll probably get you like 15 to 20 fancy points. Rondo uh, will play the backup point if there's no Garland and probably play, you know, 15 to 18 minutes. Is a contrarian value? I guess it's fine, but... Yeah, that is it for the Cavs. Moving on to Atlanta and Dallas. So we have a couple question marks here for Atlanta. John Collins, we have Gallinari, we have Lou Williams. Uh, Gallinari and Lou Williams did miss the game last time. So Trey Young, 10-1, I think is a pretty solid GBP play. Um, we know Trey, you know, can hurt you. He can go for like 30 faints once if he struggles from the field. But he does have that ceiling, right? We've seen uh, 60, 53, and 50 faints once him over the last three games. So I kind of like Trey there for tournaments. Now, um, Collins, if he plays, this is more of a neutral play. Uh, the minutes have been ticking up a little bit for him recently, which is good to see. Finally, right? we saw 31, 34 minutes. So if he plays, I think he's a decent GPP play. If him and Gallinari both miss, then like this grouping of like Badanovich, Hunter, Herder should get more run, and they're going to all look a little bit better. Um, you know, the center position, Capella's minutes have been trending down. We've been seeing him split time with Okongu, and then even they can go small ball with John Collins at the five, so they don't even split the full 48 minutes. So a little bit hard to get to either of those centers. Um, and that's probably it for Atlanta. Obviously, you know, keep Brian Sats, Lou Williams, and Gallinari. Like if Collins is out and Gallinari's in, then I think Gallinari's become a pretty good value play. Again, he missed the game last game, so... Uh, let's move on to Dallas and Luka Doncic at 12K. I mean, he's finally turning that corner, right? I played him so many times at the beginning of the season. He uses like a letdown every time. But now they're just playing him like 40 minutes a game. He's just doing everything for the team. And this is a good match against the Hawks. So I think Luka looks really good at the top if you can afford him. Yeah, right now he's just playing huge minutes. Brunson 6'5". Probably sees, you know, 35-plus minutes. I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. Keep an eye on Maxi Kleba news. That could open up some value here. So last game we saw Bullock start and play 36 minutes. He had already been playing some pretty solid minutes. Now, the only issue with Bullock is peripheral stats usually aren't there. So if he struggles from the field, he can hurt you. But if he picks up the start, then I think he's going to be a playable value. Doran Finney-Smith is a low-usage guy, but he's going to play huge, huge minutes. Um, but again, does not really stand out there. Now, Maxi Kleba... If he plays, I like him, right? Because I think we probably get around 30 minutes from him. The only downside is he's only center eligible. But I like Cleveland if he plays. If he misses, I think Dwight Powell is the guy that gets the biggest bump. Played 34 minutes last game. So Powell's going to look good. He'll get some backup five run from Marquise Chris, who picked up like five fouls in 10 minutes last game. But we know if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's a pretty good point for a guy. Um, probably don't get to a guy like Nilakina. Uh, Josh Green at the Flatman price. And I think you can probably do better. Um, so let's move on to Boston and Orlando. So basically a fully healthy Boston team. Tatum, Brown, good matchup. I think both are in play. Tatum feels a little bit overpriced at 10-6. Brown a little bit easier to get to at 9-2. But I don't think either are going to be priorities for me. Rob Williams, 7-5. I'm going to like the matchup, but the price point eh, just feels about right. Smart at 5-5, probably your safest bet. I think in a competitive game, we see low 30s minutes. So he probably looks like the safest play on Boston. Horford's minutes have kind of been all over the place. Um, I think he's a fair play in the mid-range, assuming we get, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. 
Um, Josh Richardson off the bench, 3-9, I think is viable, you know, low 20s minutes in a good matchup. But, um, yeah, I don't know if there's one, like, standout play for Boston, but it's a good matchup. So I think the main guys look uh, look solid. On the Orlando side, so we saw them get blown out of the water by Memphis in the early game today. Uh, at the top, we have Cole Anthony, 7-1. Um, you know, usage has been there for him. Um, you know, production's been a little bit up and down. But um, I think he's a viable GBP play. You know, 44, 36, and 36 fantasy points over the last three games. Carter Jr., 6'9", should get, you know, low 30s minutes. Um, I think he is a little bit easier to get to than Cole Anthony. So the main two guys there for Orlando, I think, look decent. Jalen Suggs at 5'9". Minutes, you know, we should get around 30 from him. I think he's a relatively safe play in the mid-range. And him and Cole Anthony are kind of uh, switching off, handling the ball. So... Again, I think a, a relatively safe play. Franz Wagner, kind of the same thing, you know, around 30 minutes, probably not going to kill you. Uh, but does he have like that massive upside when when Carter and Cole and, and Suggs are all playing? I don't know if he can really break the slate. So a couple guys I'm kind of just fine with in Suggs and Wagner. The minutes have been down on Bamba, so don't know if I go there. Gary Harris, Chumo Kiki, low usage guys that will be in the rotation, but don't really stand out. Terrence Ross's minutes have been way down. Uh, that's probably it for the Magic. Moving on to the Pelicans and the Rockets. So this is a game that looks pretty appealing here. Now, we've got to keep Ryan's status of Josh Hart. He's currently questionable. We do have Temple, Kira Lewis, Hernan Gomez, and obviously Zion out. So at the top, um, Brandon Ingram, 8-7. Again, I really like the matchup for him. Should play 35-plus minutes. I think he makes her pretty good spend up. Does have that shooting guard small forward eligibility. Jonas Valanciunas at 8.3K. Um, you know, playing around 30 to 32 minutes. I think he's a fair play. I do like the spot for him, right? I, I do like targeting players against Houston. Um, but we've been seeing him and Josh or Josh Jackson Hayes start alongside each other. So like if Josh starts out and Jackson Hayes starts again, then I think he's certainly in play, right? We've been seeing him play the four and actually been playing pretty well. So keep an eye on the starting lineup and keep an eye on Josh Hart plays, right? Because if Josh Hart misses, it's most likely going to be Graham, Herbert Jones, Ingram, Hayes, and Jalen Valanciunas. Right? They've been running a pretty big starting lineup. Um, Herb Jones himself had a really big game in the fourth quarter, shot eight of ten. Uh, but obviously, he's going to take a little bit of backseat to the likes like JV and of Ingram. Devontae Graham at 5'3 has been struggling a bit of late, but the Mets have been consistent at around 30. So I think he's a fine contrarian play. Uh, and then NAW, my boy at 4'7. Uh, Mets have been ticking down on him a bit around 20. So um, don't love the price point there. Don't think I get to anyone else. I mean, Alvarado's had a couple solid games on the bench, but I don't know if he's playing enough minutes for me to get to him. And moving on to the Houston side. So Christian Wood, 8.5K. Um, like the spot for him in a competitive game where we've been seeing about 35 minutes. So uh, kind of like Christian Wood here. And then I like KPJ, who only played the first half, was dealing with an illness, but it looks like he's good to go. And I think in a competitive game, we see, you know, 32 to 34 minutes, somewhere in that range. A guy can kind of stuff the stat sheet. So besides the last game where he only played a first half or like a first quarter, uh, 30, 36, 34, and 38 fancy points. So I think KPJ looks pretty good. Um, and then the secondary options here. So Jay Sean Tate, 4-9, you know, hovering in the 25 to 30 minute range, which I think makes him a fair value play, um, but doesn't stand out. Jalen Green at 4-6. You know, the last game was a blowout, but previous four games he had cracked 30 plus minutes. So um, if we're going to get 30 plus minutes from Jalen Green and only four sex, I think he's in play for tournaments. It's just, you know, he's kind of score independent. We saw a big game from Josh Christopher off the bench, but again, that was kind of the blowout. So it feels like a chase if you go to Christopher. Now, what I, I do want to mention here is we've been seeing a lot more Sengen and Christian Wood together. And I know the last game was a blowout, but he was still playing a decent amount alongside Wood. So we know Sengen's a good point for a minute guy. 
And the Pelicans have been running a big lineup, right, with like two centers out there. So I actually think Sen gets in play here, right? Minutes-wise, I'm not sure. But if we get, you know, somewhere in that like 25-minute range for Sengen and only 4-1, I think that's going to make him look pretty good here. So I'm intrigued by Sengen based on recent uh, rotations where we've been seeing him play alongside Christian Wood. The minutes on Eric Gordon have been going going down, but like he can always, he can, uh, you know, pop off anytime. He just has to hit his shots. Um, KJ Martin at 3.8K, you know, minutes for him in a competitive game. I think we get around 20, which, you know, I'm fine with. He's been playing pretty well, 30, 24, 20, 14, 15 fancy points over the last four games. Uh, Garrison Matthews, we saw him start the second half, but he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Uh, he does have a ceiling, though, if he can hit a shot. So um, a lot of the main guys, I think, are in play here for Houston. Um, and let's finish it up with Milwaukee and the Clippers. So we saw Milwaukee just absolutely destroy Portland. Again, this is the blowout slate tonight. Uh, Giannis in the combo 12-2. If you think the Clippers can keep the game competitive, he's going to play 35-plus minutes, and he's going to look really good at the top. Uh, the secondary options like Middleton, Drew Holiday, more indifferent on. And we saw a big game from Bobby Portis. Um, and I like the spot from once again. So I think Bobby Portis in the mid-range looks pretty decent. As far as value goes, Grayson Allen should play in a competitive game 25 to 30 minutes. The only downside is he's score independent. DiVincenzo, Connaughton, I like 20 to 25 minutes. They're playable, but uh, they're not going to be very high usage players. And finally, the Clippers, a little bit tricky to break down right now. So they have Powell and Compton listed as out, but there's a chance they play in this game. So we'll keep an eye on that news. But we finally saw more minutes for the starters here. Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson played huge minutes last game. We saw 36 from Marcus Morris and uh, 33 from Reggie Jackson. So that's kind of what we were seeing at the beginning of the year. They finally went back to big minutes for, in my opinion, right now, you know, their two best offensive players. So I have interest in Morris and Jackson. I think if Paolo and Cummington don't play, they're going to look better. Um, and it was a positive that we finally saw the minutes increase for them. Now, do we see 35 minutes again from both of them? I'm not sure, but at least we, we know that it's in the realm of possibilities. And then Amir Coffey, 4-8, you know, the minutes have been uh, relatively consistent for him, but he only played 24 last game. And he has had a, a couple ceiling games. So, like, I'm kind of, I don't know what to do with Amir Coffey. Avicii Zubac is questionable. If he misses, you're going to get Ibaka to Hartenstein kind of getting that five run. We've seen some big games from Serge Ibaka in 22 and then 34 minutes last game. And then again, Hartenstein is 3.3K. He's a good point for the guys and playing around 15 minutes. So those two are going to be in play. Obviously, Ibaka, you're going to feel better about if he starts. And then the value, it kind of depends on if Covington and Powell play. So if they're both out, I think you can feel a little bit, I think you're going to feel better about the likes of like Batum, Kennard, Terrence Mann, right? We would probably see, you know, 25-ish from Batum minutes-wise. Kennard's minutes should tick up. Man's minutes should tick up. So, um, yeah, Clippers, it kind of depends on whether or not uh, Covington and Powell play for, um, you know, how much I'm going to like them. And I think that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. So if you've been enjoying the content, again, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Putting out a lot of content, guys. Again, prize picks, uh, DFS, NBA Top Shot. So um, I hope you guys enjoy everything that, that I'm putting out there on YouTube and, and live streaming as well. But um, thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I will see you in the next video.